Hello and welcome to day five of the Massive Attack, 12 days of a Christmas anthology oddities, as it is this year. I did, because this is an anthology episode. It is. It is. So, I am your host for the day, Mitch, and with me as always is Joe. Hi, Mitch. How are you? Good. Top of the season. It is that Christmas season. That's why we're here five days in, and we watched another episode of an anthology series called The Twilight Zone. Perhaps you've heard of it. I had. Yes. I don't know if I've ever watched an episode, though. Hadn't you? I don't know. Maybe. You didn't watch the reboots back in the 80s on a Saturday night after 21 Jump Street on Channel 9? No. I did. Ah. Mm. I do remember that. I knew it was an older show, but they're the ones I grew up with. But going through that list I was talking about, some of the best Christmas episodes and some of the weirdest Christmas episodes, this one that we're watching now is always in the top list of lists mm. or on the top of the lists so there's actually two versions of this particular episode that yes, we watched we are talking night of the meek now i originally watched the 1985 version mm. which is season one episode 13 a second episode 13 i don't know if there's anything in that mm-hmm. but there's also a 1960s version as well and i watched in that order 60s first then the 80s well, yeah so i watched the 80s then 60s oh, okay so, so let's what should we start with we'll start with the 60s because it was the 60s okay all right i personally think the 60s is a better episode they both have their charms yeah it, without in isolation they are both fantastic episodes mm. i would say that Perfectly good standalone episodes. Yes. So the story starts with... I, I, you're going to have to come up with the names. I'm terrible with names. But it, it's Santa. No. Oh, not, not the character name? No. no. The character's name has a name. He's a dude. He's a wino. He's this department store Santa, which seems to be running a lot. Yeah. Yes. So department store Santa, who's a drunk. Yep. He's in New York, in the tenements. We're getting a lot of tenements going on as well. Yep, that's our second tenement. Mm. So he's there and he gets cut off. He's, a, he's, a, he's drunk, he's dressed in his Santa outfit, and he's in, he's in a bar. And he yep. gets cut off, he's got no more money. Mm. Then he turns up to work. Drunk. At the department store, and he's drunk. And some lady gets angry with him, and he's, he's noticeably drunk. So she has every right to be angry that Santa is drunk. But yep. she is also rude. She is. So the, It is New York. Yes. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, pretty much. And the owner of the department store, Mr. Dundee. Yes. He comes down. The voice sounds like Piglet. Well, it is. So, oh, okay. Santa is played by Art Carney, yep. who I knew the name. Not Santa? He's got a name. Okay. Mr. Delaney or something, was it? He's got a anyway. name. <laughs> anyway. The department store Santa is played by Art Carney, who is famous for being Ed from The Honeymooners. Mm-hmm. And I think doing a little bit of IMDb search, she found that he plays Santa in a few things. So He's been Santa a few times, and he was also in the Star Wars Christmas special. Ah, so. Go back to, I think it was the first year we did. I think the very first, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so he is the department store Santa, and the department store owner, Mr. Dundee, is played by John Feidler who is the voice of Piglet yeah. in the Winnie the Pooh cartoons. And he was also in... 12 Angry Men. Yeah, he was one of the jurors. He's got Angry a voice Men. that you will definitely recognise, especially... I think he was in a lot of Disney stuff. I seem to remember that voice. Besides yeah. Piglet, I think he was in lots of things around that era. Yeah. So anyway, he pretty much has a go at Santa for being drunk. Which is fair enough. Yeah, you shouldn't really be drinking if you're working with children. Correct. You shouldn't really be drinking and working. No, you shouldn't. So, but... 
I'll give him credit. He let him talk. Like he was sacking him. He said, look, there's only five hours to go or three hours to go. You're gone. You're out of here. Yeah. And sorry, we did. There's a bit at the start. When he gets kicked out of the bar, he goes out to the street. That's right. And these kids are going, Santa, Santa, Santa. Can you give me this? Can you give me that? And they sounded like, you know, annoying kids. They just wanted stuff and this and that. And the girl said, can you get a job for my dad? Yep. And it was just like, ah. And then it sort of came down to these children have nothing. Yeah. And he broke down and cried. Yep. It was sort of like, oh, I, I can't give them anything. And that's what he goes back to when he's being, you know, sacked by the boss. He's sort of like, do you know what I'd like to do? I meant to give the presents to this and that. I live in, a te- in a, the tenements and there's people who, I, they have nothing. I can't give them anything. And that's what I would love. And he just this big, long rant, very similar to The Messiah. It was very theatrical. Yeah, it was very theatrical. And it was awesome, really impactful. And he talked about, one day I would love it if the meek would inherit the earth. Yeah, and that's where it kind of threw me watching the other one the other way around, because he doesn't really do that in the, the 80s version. So I'm sitting there going, well, why is it called Night of the Meek? But then watching the 60s one, it makes a lot more sense, because yeah. he does the whole, the meek shall inherit the earth, and one day yeah, it would be nice if that actually happened. Yeah. So he goes off, he walks down the street, and he's sad and everything like that. And he walks down an alley, and he gets startled by a cat. And the cat knocks over a sack. Yeah, garbage yeah. bag. And you hear tins and rattle, empty tins sort of in the sack. And that's cool. And then he hears the bells, you know, sleigh bells or something, whatever. Yep. Then he picks up the sack and he pulls out a toy hmm. and another toy. And it's like, that's weird. Hey, kids. <laughs> and he goes out and he just gives all these kids that he sees presents. Yep. And then you get a scene where they're at like a... It's a halfway house or something like that. A lot yeah. of the homeless are going there. Like the yeah, the homeless shelter. Sort yeah. of thing. And he turns up and there's a guy saying, Santa's out there. Or they called him by name. And so he's giving presents to everybody. It's great. And they go, what? And he comes in, he starts giving to all the people in the shelter. And the woman running the shelter ends up calling the police. And the police come and arrest him. And they say, oh, I must have come, at, come from somewhere. And then they get the boss from the department to sort of come down the police station. He goes, well, he must have stole it from you, me. It's all my stuff and this and that. And they go, well, no, it's just this... He goes, how does it work? And he goes, it's just coming out of the sack. Everything the people wants is coming out of the sack. It's, it's great. And he goes, how's it working? He goes, I don't want to question it. Well, the magic's working. Just don't question a miracle, basically. Yep. And it's quite good. And he goes, well, if you can pull anything out of your sack, how about a vintage bottle of port 1903 this type? And he goes, oh, okay. Pulls it out, hands it to him. He goes, there you go. He goes, oh, okay. And the cop goes, good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On your way. That's fine. I don't see anything wrong here. So he gets let free. He goes He goes off and he has some, has some fun. Then Mr. Dundee and the cop end up getting drunk together on the bottle of port. And Cherry brandy, I think it was. Oh, either way. Yeah. And then you get the nice little scene at the end where the guy is Santa, is talking to one of the guys from the shelter. And he says, oh, you gave me that jacket and this and that. It was fa- fantastic. And how was it? And he goes, what, what, did, what did you get for yourself? And some, the sack's empty. You got nothing for yourself. And he goes, no, the, tonight was what I wanted. Exactly. The, the meek, just making people happy and you know, giving people I, presents that really deserve yeah, it. Yeah, and this, this, was, this was my gift and I'd love to do it every year. And they go, oh yeah, that's fair enough. And it was a really sweet moment. And, and he sort of leaves him and then he just picks up his sack, puts it over his shoulder, starts walking down. Then he hears a noise down the alley again. He walks down and there's a sleigh and reindeers and an elf saying, so, want to do it every year? Guy. <laughs> Hop in. It's yep. your job. If you want it, like, okay. And then he takes off and flies away. And that was it. And it was just, yeah, a sweet little story. It's yeah, like, and it kind of ends with Dundee and the policeman stumbling out of the police station. <laughs> did and you going, see that? Yeah, did like, you just see I that? I think so. You say it. No, you say it. It's like, I saw something. What did you say? But yeah, it was just it was just a nice story. Like, it, yeah, it was, it was good. And so... The, 
1981 is pretty much exactly the same. 85. 85. But it, it's essentially exactly the same. You don't get that speech about the meek or whatever. So you don't get that thing that he is fighting for the oppressed I mean, or for the You kind of do, because at the start he's... He's in the bar again drinking, and he's like, oh, instead of the barman cutting him off because he's had enough, he cuts him off because he can't pay for anymore. And then all of a sudden, there's this, like, sort of magic noise, which is kind of like a harp plucking. And then he has this money in his pocket. So he's like, well, do you want another round? And he's like, Henry Corwin is the character. That's the one, thank you. And he's like, yeah, I, I can't really have another one because I've got to go back to work. So in that 85 version, Santa, Henry Corwin, is played by... Richard Mulligan. Richard Mulligan, who from was from... Empty Nest. And, and soap. soap. Yep. And it's actually directed by Martha Coolidge, who directed Valley Girl, amongst mm-hmm. other things, that we talked about a couple of years ago too. But yeah, so he comes out of the, the pub and he's got his money in his pocket and he sees some, some kids on the side of the street who are like going, Santa, Santa, come and help us sort of thing. And he does similar sort of way. He does the, you know, I wish I could help these kids more. Yeah. But he pulls a couple more dollars out of his pocket and gives it to the kids before he goes back to work. Same sort of thing. He's at work. There's a, a couple of kids that are like, oh, Santa doesn't look that well. And the mum's like, oh, I think Santa's had a few too many. Yeah. Actually, in fact, I think one of the kids even says Santa's, Santa's had a few too many. And then the department store manager comes up and he is played by... Walter Peck. Yes. William Atherton. Got yeah who is Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. Dickless himself. And he's playing almost the same sort of character. He same arsehole character uh, he played in Die Hard yeah, as well. Yeah, so a snivelly dickless person <laughs> who's basically having a go at Corwin saying, you know, you're drunk, you shouldn't Which be fair here. fair enough. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be drunk at work. So same sort of thing. Sacks him. He goes home, picks up his garbage bag and then... No, he's having, a, he's having a few drinks. That's he's right. He's there. He's still in his Santa outfit, but no beard. And he's caroling out the window. So he looks down and it looked like these kids... Looks like looks like an adult with them. So whether they're from the local orphanage or something like that. Maybe. And they're singing and he listens and he's enjoying the caroling. And she's, and basically he's like, oh, I wish I had something to give you. And he picks up his rubbish bag and he's going to take it downstairs yep. to do it. Now he gets downstairs, drops the rubbish bag and a remote control tricycle, like little motor, yeah, motorbike. Three-wheel motorbike sort of thing comes out. Comes out. And he's like, what the? And he goes out and he pulls out a giant stuffed leopard and things like that. So, oh, hang on what the hell kids kids runs after them and gives all the kids and next thing you know and back it to it Walter Peck got upset because there was a guy who sold a one of a kind mink coat that was he was going to give his wife for Christmas but she's it was, it was sold by someone so I was like okay we'll get another one it's like it's a one of a kind I can't yep. have another one so he's already angry so he's like shuts down his Christmas store you know the store he's, he's gone and left that so he goes into his car he's driving home and he sees stuff going on he's driving yep. through this neighbourhood and what's going on he has a look and everyone's getting you know, walking out of this tenement building with everyone's happy, they've all got stuff in their hands, and he walks in, he sees it. He goes into the apartment building. It's a pretty big apartment for a guy who's meant to be a wino with... Living in a tenement. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's getting the presents they want. And he goes in there, he goes, what's going on here? And he's just pulling present after present out of this sack, saying, what do you really want? And he goes, I want a radio with an alarm clock so I can get up in time for work. And he goes, like this one? Yes, thank you. Clock radio. And this girl's like, I want glasses better than these that make me look better. And they did. Do you, you didn't have spectacles? I thought so. They were thinner frames, maybe. Yeah. So he was doing all that, and then Walter Peck goes, oh, obviously this was stolen from my store. Anyone got a phone? Where's his phone? And this woman hands him a big, chunky brick of a mobile phone saying, have mine, because yeah. he just got one. So he did, he ring the cops. The cops turn up and said, okay, what's going on here? And it's like, here's this thing. This is what's going on. People are asking for it. It's coming out of the sack. And they go, how? It's like, 
I don't want to question it. It's working. I don't want to, I don't want to stop thinking about it because I don't want to stop working. And they go, have you got any receipts for any of these? And they says, no. And he goes, well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have yeah, to impound everything and we're going to have to make, work out something. And then all of a sudden a receipt falls out of the bag. Yep. And then another one, another one goes, here's all the receipts. And he goes, oh, okay. Yeah, so that was all well and good. So the cops go, good enough for me. I'm out of here. Yep. And Walter Peck's like, and everyone goes home. It's all done. Well and dusted. And then they go down and sitting on the stoop was Walter Peck. And out comes Henry Goodwin. What was his name? Henry Goodwin. No, Henry Corwin. <laughs> Henry Corwin comes down. He goes, what, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be with your family. He goes, you know this, what, what happened here? <laughs> and he's got all the receipts in his hands saying, what happened? And he goes, you know, this stuff didn't come from your store. And then magically, the receipts disappear yeah. out of his hands. And he we, says... Again, with that little magic sound yeah. effect, which, yeah, I didn't think we needed that. Yeah. So that, that's all good. And um, he goes, oh, so, so what happened? He goes, look, this is just what happened. And then he goes, oh, wait a second. He pulls out of the bag. He pulls out a mink coat for his wife. And he goes, that, that's for your wife. And here's something for you. And he gives him a baseball. And he goes, Mickey Mantle, Joe Lewis, blah, blah, blah. Someone, yeah. That's a 1961 Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. It's like, what the? He goes, there you go. Have a Merry Christmas. And it's like, okay, fair enough. And it's like, okay. And he goes, what, what, what are you going to bag for you? Same deal. Same deal. Empty. Yeah. And he goes, this is what I wanted to do. This was great. I had a good night. And it was a really nice interlude. Like, it was a great Walter Peck. He sort of was a great... That was the conversation you didn't have His in the first friend. one. Yeah. So that was that was all good. He went home. That was great. Yeah, the so next- I think they probably could have ended the episode there. I don't think they needed the end of it because he then goes back to his apartment and he's standing in front of the mirror above the fireplace. And the shitty realized- Santa Claus outfits become real. Yeah, and, and he realises the beard's real. actually become real. Mm. And then he's looking at the the chimney and he's like well I've always wondered how he does this and then he turns into sparkles in the most 80s special effects you could imagine yeah and that was it he became Santa Claus in the same way the first one but yeah it was they're both awesome and these I think will become regular Christmas regular film? watches I think they yeah. were both really good they both have their merits and they're both good so yeah this was a good one hmm. I enjoyed them both yes I'm glad I watched the 60s and the 80s. Yeah. Mainly for the fact that you'd watch one and I watched another. And it would have been a very difficult episode if we were trying to discuss oh, something. It could have been funny. Yeah. But anyway, so that's The Twilight Zone. Yep. And that's day five. Okay. So we will leave it there and we will come back tomorrow with another oddity from the past. Yeah. So until then, thank you very much. See ya. Slave and ring, are you listening?